she's in a wedding gown in a sailboat or like a big like sail sail ship. I don't know. What is it? Sean and Lee ride a movie, roll the dice, shake the bag every week. A brand new movie. Sit right there. It's almost time. The gang's all here. Let's start the show. We're back again here with uh, another episode of Sean and Lee Write a Movie. If you're uh, a first-time listener, um, thanks for joining us. And if you're returning, I hope you stick around. We got our first guest here, Sean Bendrowski. Yeah, first time. Long, long time. Me love you long time. And uh, you, uh, you got me, your second host, Lee Wilson. This is my first uh, intro. I, I got to say, Sean, I don't know how you do it. This is pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did a great job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I just feel like I'm like overthinking it and like getting so nervous. <laughs> you definitely are. There's like only two people in the room right now. <laughs> That's only you and me, Brett. <laughs> and our guest, Sean Bendrasky. Hey, Sean. Hey. That's right, we have two Sean Bedrowski's today, for the price of one. Yep. Some would call that a <laughs> mental illness. I call it a blessing. Yeah, that's a gift. And uh, these blessings, you know, they keep falling into my lap. Mm. Yeah. That's a chance three line. <laughs> a, bar, a bar is so hard, um, I'm going to tweet it. You're going to tweet it. I, oh. you, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to tweet it. Every bar. All right, so are, are we just going to jump right into it and start talking shit? What yeah, let's think? talk shit. So, uh, 2016 has seen a lot of really good music. I feel like I'm sounding like I'm from NPR or something like that, or trying to. Good for you. <laughs> NPR is a good radio. I, I I would love to be uh, held above with the uh, NPR gods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so uh, some music came out this year, Sean. Uh, any any good ones that you could think of? Any rap rap or hip hop albums? Uh, okay, we're doing just rap, I guess. Well, I, I, I really was trying to just like, <laughs> talk about three albums specifically. Uh, three albums? Specifically. Okay, let me see if I can guess them. Okay. I'm talking about that Chance Tree. Chance Tree. Coloring Trace. book. Yep. Uh, Kanye West is The Life of Pablo. Correct. And this one's also... Oh, Views. Yeah, Views. Yeah, okay. I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you, uh, where do you rank them? Between each other? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I enjoy coloring book the most okay with pablo second and views third okay cool just in terms of tracks that i like on each one okay cool uh same for me for views third um no disrespect to drake i know we we talked about not having beef with drake yeah um but uh i'm gonna have to switch the one and two i think uh chance chance three is number two and then the life of pablo is number one cool yeah it's crazy yeah it is pretty crazy <laughs> Cool. I guess we can move on now. <laughs> now that uh, it's set in stone. Set in stone. Yeah, definitely. You didn't even so, talk shit about it. <laughs> oh, damn. We didn't talk shit about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, these al- three albums. Drake's, Drake's a weak-ass bitch. Oh, shit. I mean... Views is some weak shit. You think Views is weak? I think it's got like three, tr- three or four songs I really like. And the rest is forgettable. Oh, interesting. Well, just, I'd have to agree with you because I, uh, there's not a lot, a lot of a lot of the songs that really stuck with me. I guess afterwards, except for that Bentley line, controller. Okay, maybe that, that Bentley line, <laughs> so good. Agree to disagree. I guess. Yeah. 
I don't know what that I don't know what that phrase means actually. It's when the Chrysler used to sell the three hundred. No, no, no. Agree to disagree. What does uh, that phrase mean? It means that we're never going to come to an agreement, so let's just call it off now. Okay. Oh wow, you agree to disagree. Yeah. I guess it <laughs> makes it's, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So what else has been going on in your life this past week, Lee? Uh, I started watching uh, some Simpsons. Oh, The Simpsons. The yeah, Simpsons. classic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, very, very, gr- like, good writing, like, ahead of its time. A lot of the stories are uh, kind of timeless. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of social commentary that still rings true even today. I, I, I guess that's why it's uh, known as one of the best uh, satires out there. Yeah, it's, it's classic. Instant classic. Instant classic. It's totes. kind of insane. From the jump. It's fucking good. Yeah, that's true. I've never felt my, my heart warmer than while watching The Simpsons, to be yeah. honest. TBH. You know. And that's something it loses as it gets into the later seasons. It gets less like heartfelt and oh, emotional. Really? Would you actually say that's why like past like what? Season fifteen, season fourteen people I'd say, say it's like third most people will probably say past like season nine it's garbage. Okay. Wow. Um but I, I'd say up until like 12 or 13 there's still like a handful of good episodes every season hmm. but after that i kind of give up mm-hmm. okay fair enough uh uh i i one of the one of the things that i kind of noticed while we were watching the simpsons is uh there's a lot of classics like earlier on like in the like first season yeah. there's like episodes i wouldn't even expect to see until like you know much later on i guess like in season fours and whatnot there's uh, some th- three or four uh, club bangers in the f- first season alone. Yeah. Like uh, Lisa getting all sad and depressed. Oh, that episode. Moaning Lisa. M- Moaning Lisa. Is that the name of the episode? Yeah. Do you know the uh, production code for it? <laughs> no, I don't. No. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> so that was us talking shit about The Simpsons. Yeah. I guess you had it coming. You had it coming, Simpsons. Yeah. Next time you, you cross our street, uh, think twice. Your mom's dead in <laughs> this movie. My mom's dead. <laughs> That's my favorite transition. Your mom's dead. Can we can we reference our own podcast? Is that weird? Yeah, we can do it. It's sad more than anything. Very sad. I mean, we'll eventually have like uh, catchphrases. Millions I guess. Oh, millions. Yeah, millions of fans. Yelling That's what out I was catchphrases for us. Yeah, yeah. Your mom's dead in this movie, and <laughs> we answer back yeah. like with two shooting guns at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Do we ever actually talk shit? I don't know now. Talk shit's just like we're talking <laughs> shit. We're just talking about whatever. But have we ever spoke badly about anything? Never. <laughs> we, this is a positive show. We don't believe in the no cynical nature of the media. Wait, is this episode gonna have spoilers or no spoilers? What do you think? Uh, I'd say no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. So no Simpsons spoilers, unless we've already spoiled something from uh, the Simpsons. I don't think we did. Hmm. Do you have a favorite The Simpsons episode? I couldn't name it off the top of my head. Right. I've definitely got like a handful that I really like. Mm-hmm. That you like Yeah. Return to or will like watch or whatever. That I think are perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. That is something, yeah, I definitely feel about The Simpsons. Like the writing is so tight that I feel like there are so many well written, but just perfect episodes. So much happens in the span of like twenty five minutes. It's it's really incredible. I'm very, very jealous. I wish I was in the uh, writer's room for The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think about, actually, when we watch. Like, man, I was born in, in the wrong time. Yeah. What would you say is uh, our genera- generation's The Simpsons? Like, what is The Simpsons right now? 
Big Bang Theory. I mean, The Simpsons is still Family The Simpsons. Guy. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but our generation's The Simpsons, I think, was still The Simpsons. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you could say Family Guy to mm-hmm. an extent, but that mm-hmm. is such a, a lesser quality. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I, I, some people it's would probably say South Park for them. Ooh, yeah. You know what? You're right. That one's pretty South good. South Park. Yeah. True that. Good. Good call. GC. GC. Are there any adult cartoons you like besides The Simpsons League? Or that you've seen? Like hentai? <laughs> no. I mean, like um, adult humor. Rick and Morty, would you consider that? Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Duh. It's on Adult Swim. Yeah. Come on. Only, only adults allowed. Uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I'd say Archer's pretty good. What? What is Archer? Archer. I saw a couple episodes. Uh, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it, but I just never like stuck on. There's so many TV shows these days. Fuck. Oh, there's like, I feel like there's something on the tip of my tongue that I'm just blanking on, like for an adult cartoon that I really like. Like, is there anything uh, we're forgetting, like, on Adult Swim or something like that? Or even on Fox Animation Domination? Have you ever watched Anim... When's the last time you, want, like, tuned in on a Sunday for, like, the Animation Domination block? The last time I watched The Simpsons on TV, which is probably, like, 10 years ago or something. Oh, wow. That is a while ago. All right. Is, well, is there anything else you want to talk about in know. this part of the show? Let's talk shit about something. Like, we've never talked shit about something. What's something we... Is there anything that pissed you off this week, Sean? Like a lady that cut you off in traffic or something? I don't leave the house. <laughs> uh, nah, man. I'm pretty easy going. Pretty easy going. Yeah. That's I, the thing I about Sean. I get angry at myself. Oh, true. I, like, I if I talk shit, it'd be against myself. I don't want to do that. It's not, it's not uh, the point. Let's talk shit about Sean Madrowski. <laughs> <laughs> SB Corner. Have you ever seen a Matt Weiner movie or know what that is? I've heard his name. I've probably seen one of his movies. I couldn't I tell he's you. He's like a, a writer for Mad Men or just... Okay, yes. And I, he, I, I watched a movie of his recently, uh, Here We Are, or Are You Here? We... I don't know. It's a question. I just don't know what variation of those words it is. Mm. Just very underwhelming. And, and like I got the same weird feeling watching it that I got like watching the pilot of Mad Men. And just that... You all should these, be enjoying it, but you're not. Not, not even that. Just like all so these people are so affluent and like yeah. have no problems. I don't know. It's white people problems. White people problems. Like that's yeah. what it is. I guess that's why certain people love Mad Men. That's true. Because it's like, man, look at that white man having problems. Oh man, he's having sex with too many girls. Too many hot a, ladies on his dick. That's a problem. <laughs> we don't want no problems, big bro. I got a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know words. I don't know lyrics. Matthew Wiener, the Wiener Brothers. I watched a movie this week too, Lee. What'd you watch? I watched The Station Agent. Oh, really? What's that about? Peter Dinklage. Pete Dink? Bobby Cannavale. Ooh. He's pretty cool. Sick. And then uh, some other, some ladies. Who cares? Yeah, what was the, what was the actress's name? You uh, seemed so spot on with the two Michelle actors. There's Michelle Williams and then the other actress, I can't remember her name. Oh, okay. Fair uh, enough. She's an older actress. Uh, it's directed and written by Tom McCarthy. Oh, really? Recently did Spotlight and then the instant classic, The Cobbler, starring Adam Sandler. Fantastic film. Yeah, I love it. 
and uh Top station five. agent it's about uh peter dinklage plays a little person as he is in real life not much of a stretch for him but it's pretty cool he's a lonely little man and lives in a train depot in rural new jersey which is also where tom mccarthy's from that i which i learned which was pretty cool so yeah it's a pretty cool movie i think it ends a little abruptly but it's solid performances all around just a joy to watch these actors act i'd say uh definitely gets a thumbs up for me no two thumbs up no two just a single i'd say it's a good movie okay good solid movie eh eh is how i felt but like on the the good side like eh 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 eh. yeah ah yeah it's sloping up that movie yeah yes all right cool um so would you say you grade your movies on a zero to tim allen scale yes always (laughs) it's either zero or tim allen or uh, Uh. yeah this movie was uh, uh. (laughs) fantastic um where would you rate the cobbler in your top five adam sandler films it's nowhere near to the top five. Oh damn that's how many good movies he has oh wow well would you think he has enough good movies to fill out a top five that are genuinely good movies yeah yes oh yeah i agree with that actually <laughs> <laughs> i was like trying to turn it to not yeah. But, yeah i mean if you include his drama stuff definitely oh yeah definitely I, I'm sleeping on that stuff. Yeah, just punch because, drunk love, rain over me. Just because English. Yeah, just because Adam Sandler's like been garbage like now. as of late. Yeah, even Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I'd say Big Daddy is also a good movie. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely yeah, those yeah. movies. Yeah. There's a lot of good movies. He's yeah, yeah, the old ones. I'm saying like, yeah. like he's had a streak now though that's just been like. Yeah, he just does it for money now, but whatever. Yeah, he doesn't owe us anything. Yeah, yeah, I'd be doing the same thing if I could just make movies for. I, do you think about lots this of at money? All? yeah do you think about this at all like um just like all right let's take adam sandler for example like he makes a fuck ton of money money just making these mediocre subpar even borderline garbage movies Mm -hmm. some would say exact garbage movies and uh i mean he takes a lot of shit like from just people ripping on him but he still makes so much money so like really it doesn't matter like, it's just the internet ripping on him because it's fucking it's like oh it's so cool fuck adam sandler i'm gonna shit on him because everyone else shits on him so they'll like me too like the mob- it's just a hive mind thing that the internet does yeah real people don't give a shit about adam sandler making garbage movies with yeah. his friends they That's watch them because it's who cares it's the summer my kids are annoying i'm gonna go watch a movie for fucking twenty dollars It'll shut him up for two hours. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid Adam Sandler. He yeah, sucks. I don't have to worry. I don't have to think. Yeah, you know it's what? It's stupid comedy anybody can watch. Even when we're trying to talk shit, we end up not talking I'm shit. I'm talking shit on the people who talk shit on <laughs> oh, him. Oh, shit. That's what I'm you saying. You talk shit on shit talkers? Exactly. Uh, this is a new segment called Sean and Lee Talk Shit <laughs> oh, Shit Talkers. Shit <laughs> hey, shit talkers. We're talking shit. Yeah. Stop talking shit. You shit talk? Yeah. Breath smells like shit. Hey, you can talk the the shit talk, but can you walk the shit walk? Shit talkers? Shit talker mushroom. Shit. Fuck. You beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was part of that mob like five minutes ago until you went on this <laughs> holy rant. As like a sentence. <laughs> but it's still pretty uh, It was a holy rant in my book. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, you should uh, work for Adam Sandler. Hire me, bro. Hire me, Adam. I like you. 
Sand. You're funny, dude. I'll say that all the time. You pay me money. I call him Sandman. Sandman. Hey, Sandman. Enter Sandman. <laughs> Sandman. Yeah. That'd be sick. I mean, I, I'd say we got a lot of this shit talking out of the way. Yeah. I'm pretty good. How far into it are we? I'd say... It's time to move on. We could take a little break. Oh, shit. We'll be right back. You know what time it is. It's game time. Sean, are you ready to play a game? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so are we just going to kick it off with the first roll to see who's going to roll for the first bag? Exactly, as always. As always. We will have our first roll for the first roll. And don't worry if you're a first-time listener. Just sit back and uh, listen to Sean's smooth voice as he explains the rules as we play. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get it. You'll, you'll get there. All right, so we're going to roll now. All right. For the first roll. For the first roll. So... Right, right. A, a movie. movie. I forget who threw which one. I think this one's fine. All right, so you won. <laughs> so you won. I, it's like ours hit each other and then like bounced off each other. All right, other. so Lee gets the first roll, which cool. will determine which of the four bags we're going to pick from. The four bags are casting, setting, genre, and story flavor. And then there's a fifth bag full of end lines, which we will pick out once we're in the process of actually writing the movie. And we will seamlessly pick an end line read it at the end and the podcast will end on that line it's perfect so Seems perfect lee's to gonna roll for what category we're starting with uh just roll lee whenever you get i'll say what we're doing hey guess what listeners i remember right a movie all right so we're starting with genre sick lee, oh and i roll for how many genres right exactly so lee's gonna write again for how many genres we have we can get up to three genres so he rolled a one, so this is a one-genre picture. Cool. And now awesome. I'm going to pick out of the bag. Sean is uh, shaking the bag, as per usual. Also, if we get a repeat from a previous week, we reserve the right to get rid of it and pick a different one if we want. That is a good call. So our, for, our only genre for this week's movie, it's a repeat from last week supernatural horror oh wow so, i guess we're gonna have to use our veto for yeah, the first time ever we're definitely picking a different one i guess so i uh, guess we have to pick a different one well you go ahead and pick this wait no 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 sean well, i believe in you we always switch off usually when we're picking multiple from a bag so i feel like since we are multiple from a bag yeah what do like, you mean that was the first one exactly so yeah so the second one should go to you since we're alternating every other okay yeah okay i agree all right, I'll shake up the bag, and uh, we had to use our veto because the uh, pick became supernatural horror. And if you uh, listened to last week, that was the genre that dictated our writing last week. So I just repeated a bunch of phrases and words and sounds, and we'll see what I get. Uh, I hope you got a box of tissues ready because it's gonna be a rom com. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like that. All right. Rom com. Starting off with genre as rom com. Cool. All right, so now I'm going to roll for our second category. We've got casting, setting, and story flavor left. Cool, yeah. See what we get. Write a movie. Ooh, Ooh so sweet. Two. Which will be casting, casting right? Uh, uh, I guess we use the whole one for this, right? One through six? Yeah. So I'm going to roll for how many slips we pick out from casting. Write a movie. Three. Three actors minimum. In the first one, he has rapper as secondary character. Okay. Sick. Ah! You know who it is. 
You know who's gotta be. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I'm now picking out a second slip from the casting bag. It's a repeat. A repeat? But, like, this wasn't Comedian. even... It wasn't even folded. It was just like this. Ugh. That's the worst. Whatever. We, we reserve the right to, to how many? How many vetoes do we get per thing? I think we get... If it's from last week, we can veto it and roll again. Regardless. Regardless. Like, as many times as we want? Yeah. I think that's fair. Just yeah. to, like, keep it different. Exactly. I like so. keeping it different. Sorry, comedian. Not this time. I can only name, like, two comedians, Sean. <laughs> and I named them last week. Uh, I guess you should be picking this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So True we're going to pick our, our repick for that second casting. You know, you know how we are about rules. We're very strict and try to keep things pure for, for the love of the game. Speaking of games, um, I guess we're going to have to cast a sports athlete as our second character. All right. Or this second is, uh, casting choice. We have two non-actors already in this movie. What's it? It's got to be a rom-com. <laughs> Okay, this probably will work out fine. This might Sean, be a gay name, name one female athlete. Uh, Serena Williams. Oh, damn. That's pretty good. I don't know why I went immediately to the WNBA, and I was like, oh, I can trick up Sean, because he's not going to be name, able to name one WNBA player. All right, our third choice from the casting bag. Mm -hmm. Not that I could name a is a cartoon voice actor. Oh, hell yeah. This is weird. Being an actor or being a voice of something? I don't know. I guess it's time possible. will tell. <laughs> uh, this one's hard. I will say this is so far the hardest one we've gotten. You, you know what? I, I did want to talk about this because our first two movies were all like very specifically like uh, like action post-apocalyptic like movies i was like really like pulling for something completely different this week yeah and then there were two so we're starting with story flavor story flavor yeah let's do it and so then now he's I... gonna roll for how many story flavors we pick out of this bag do we ever did we ever limit how many story flavors we can it have? can be as many as six or as Holy little as shit. one that's a lot of story flavors i feel like we kind of need them for this though oh yeah I don't give know. us like a sense of direction yeah a little bit all right it's, it's pretty open so far i'd say all right I six story flavors <laughs> six it is all right you asked it you First, demanded it oh fuck this might be a mistake yeah i, I... <laughs> we're definitely gonna get repeats because i don't know if we have enough to all cover right, well, repeats. i guess we'll beat them all first story flavor is <sighs> oh god is it becoming too difficult found footage film Found footage film. I feel like this should be in genre. Right? It doesn't have to be, I don't think. Whatever. We can do that. I mean, we can definitely force it in there. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's going to be shitty. Oh, you think it's going to be shitty? <laughs> and, and anyway, we try and implement it. Right, right, right. But I mean, that's the hand we got dealt. That's the hand we get dealt, and that's we got to write our way out of it. So story that's flavors our, That's first. our motto here, is uh, we write our way out. Yeah. You can write your way out. All right, uh, the second story flavor. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. It needs to have that story concept within it. Okay. And if... Uh, do you want to clarify what Frankenstein's monster means to us right now, or should we figure that out later when we're trying to figure out how we're going to... Let's figure it out him? later. All right, we'll figure this out later. Our third story flavor. Oh, fuck. 
This is gonna be a fusion dish crafted by two culinary geniuses. Okay. I guess our cast is now all black. Oh we my got, god. We got the chocolate slip. It says chocolate, all black. Just so you guys know. Oh, I mean, well, Sean, you just said it. <laughs> I, want, I just love the idea of it. Yeah. Um, I, I put in something like that in there, story too. Story flavor. <laughs> All right, so we have an all-black cast. It's going to be a rom-com. So our rapper has to be black now. <laughs> our sports athlete has to be black now. <laughs> and then our, I guess our cartoon voice actor has to be black, which actually sounds fucking hard. Oh, yeah? I can't Can name any black voice actors. Actually, I got one, and it's the only one I could think of. It's, mm -hmm. uh... The guy who plays Marvin in Pulp Fiction, he does a lot of voice acting. Oh, uh, I know his name. He's from uh, Mad TV, Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, yeah. There you go, perfect. It has to be him. It I can't think of anybody Phil else. Lamar. There you go. We, we'll, we'll get to that later, though. Yeah. What are we on, four? Four. Our fourth story flavor is going to be coming of age. So there has to be a coming of age story within this. Okay. So uh, we're down to our last two. Jesus, man, there's so many. What will happen when we get get to like six characters, six story flavors, and just roll three sixes? That'll be fun. We'll call that day the Devil Day. This movie has a bank heist. Oh, bank heist as the fifth story flavor. And the sixth and final story flavor is time travel to another time. Okay. I think that will come into play, maybe. Very particularly. Ooh, Sean's, Sean's cooking up something good. I'm telling you, it smells nice. All right, and so our last category, setting slash time. We only picked one from here. Yeah. So I'm going to pick it. Cool. The suspense is killing me. The setting slash time for this rom-com found footage. Bank heist, Frankenstein's monster, f coming of age, all black, time travel movie, is in the belly of a whale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is possible. It was before, but now it's not. Anything is possible, Sean. Are you telling me you can't write an all black cast rom-com found footage film all in the belly of a whale? Mm-hmm. No, no, I can't do it. I guess we'll see. To be continued. Now. So, what do you want to start with? What do you think we should start with? I don't know what the fuck you start with. When we have this monstrosity of a... Yeah, this is a monster of a movie. It doesn't even make sense as a rom-com. <laughs> I don't think. All right, let's get our actors sorted. What if, what if they're in the belly of a whale and they're just telling all these stories throughout it? All these short stories throughout the movie and that's like an anthology, like I said before. Yeah. Like it's just a bunch of storytellers telling like their versions of love, I guess, in the belly of a whale around a table for some idea. It doesn't have to be a table, but... Well, if we're doing an anthology thing where we have multiple stories, mm -hmm. uh, we're definitely going to need more than three characters. Right. So... Uh, honestly, like, we don't have to cast these now. These can just be cast whenever we need a character. Mm -hmm. And we just make so, up all these extra characters that we're going to need. So I guess we should just figure out the anthology movies we do. Yeah. Or well, anthology stories, I guess. Yeah. 
we can put cartoon voice aside. That's going to be Phil Lamar, either in person or I guess it could also be him voicing uh-huh. maybe even the whale or some shit. Okay. All right. So we open up in the belly of the whale then. It's called Whale Tales. Wow. Right off the bat, Whale Tales. Yeah. A true romantic comedy. Whale Tales. Holy shit, Sean. That's, that's all right. Set in stone. Whale Tales. It's set, it's set in stone. stone. <laughs> I don't All know right. if we've ever declared the title of the movie so quickly and out loud like that. But it has to be. Whale Tales is so good. Were you thinking at all about like thongs? Or were you just doing it just for the pun of... Uh... Okay. Just for the pun. I'm an idiot then. I first went to like thongs being out and whatever. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a tale, that's a whale tale for another day. So a rom-com, so it's a bunch of salty sea pirates in the belly of a whale uh, telling stories to pass the time Yeah. about love. I don't know if it has to be just pirates. It could just be random kinds I, of people. Right, right, yeah. I was just joking about the pirates. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we should figure out how many stories we're telling. Right. I'd I'm say three at three. the most. Yeah. And All then right, I so think then, next we should divide these story flavors into which stories we're going to yeah, put them where in. where we want to have I'd them. say found footage and Frankenstein's monster should probably be together. Oh, yeah? That's, that's badass. All right. Coming of age could go with bank heist, or a coming of age could go with time travel to another time. I think the whole three short stories are just like three short films within this one film. Mm-hmm. This one frame is a good idea. So let's stick to that then. Yeah. So we have three different short stories of coming of age, time travel to another time, bank heist, and then a, is bank heist is its own, and then found footage film of Frankenstein's monster, a third. Could we pair uh, each one of the, our casting to one of these stories, like telling the story? Uh, you could do that. Or like I said, it, it doesn't matter, I really don't think, because we need to cast extra we need people regardless. People, right, yeah. Um, so let's figure it out. So why are they in the belly of this whale? Are we just jumping right into writing it and then we'll cast it as it goes and figure it out? Yeah. Because we kind of usually take like a break to, or like segments, you know what I mean? To like cast it first and then write it out. I'd say let's just fucking run into this one head first and see what happens. I guess we have to. I'd say it opens up in the belly of a whale. There's no reason why these people are in there. Mm -hmm. You just know that they're in a belly of a whale Mm -hmm. and they're all like, gathered around mm. fire or something and mm. then you start having it they start talking mm. i say that maybe it opens up on someone new being added to the circle maybe i don't know okay you know what i mean so then like they get introduced to everyone and they each tell their stories i guess mm-hmm. or maybe do we even need that i guess i don't know uh we can make it we just have to have it a reason why they start telling these stories around the fire. All right. Movie opens up with a girl on a boat. And she gets eaten by the whale. She's oh, okay. in the belly of the whale. Uh, she meets all these people in the belly of the whale. We haven't decided what they are, who they are yet. Mm-hmm. And basically they ask her why she was out in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And long story short, it's in search of love. And so oh, the wow. people in the belly of the whale are like, oh, love. Like, I'll tell you about love. And then they what each you know tell about a story love? about love. Yeah. I know about love. Goes into the first story. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I like that a lot. Wow, that really works out. Uh, so what is the first story? 
and who is telling the first story. I guess we really got to figure out who these people are in the belly of the whale. Yeah. So this one girl is meeting three different people, and that's it? Yeah, I'd say so. Just to keep it simple? Yeah. Um, who are these three people? Well, they all have to be black. Right. As per our chocolate story flavor. Everyone in our movie is black. This is a black movie. Even like. the whale is black. Cool. Sick. I'd say one character can be like a doctor, mad scientist type character for this. Okay. He is the one recording like the footage. And it's about okay. his like love with the monster he creates. It's not literally Frankenstein. It's some right, other right, monster, right, but right. it's basically okay. Frankenstein. We did talk about this earlier. Um, Frankenstein's monster just really needs to just encapsulate the idea of someone creating life, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that, that life becoming a monstrosity. I guess. Well, in the Frankenstein's monster, he doesn't love the monster, and that's what makes it a monster. So I mm-hmm. guess in this, he loves the monster, which makes it, turns it into a monster. Could that be a cool way to take it, I guess? To, like, incorporate the Frankenstein's monster? I would say it's more about his love for, like, this... It's like a love that should not be. He has it for, like, this monster. It's an monster. unnatural love. Yeah. Okay. Whereas the other one was an unnatural hate. Yeah. Okay. sure it works <laughs> i'm just saying now i'm thinking Semantics. like each of these stories can each be like a parody of like a famous story cool yeah so like you have the frankenstein stuff bank heist, bank heist, heist just, clyde? yeah you could do bonnie and clyde uh and time travel stuff it's obvious uh coming of age time travel could be back to the future yeah that's what i was thinking yeah for bank heist um i like a fast talking um yeah, she like that kind of guy, I guess, to fit with the Bonnie and Clyde stuff. Is there a black guy that sounds like that? Yeah. Is there? Oh, is there a black guy that sounds like that, <laughs> or that could sound like that? Yeah. I the first one I was thinking of was maybe Michael Ian uh, Duncan Clark. I don't know his name. I, I started Duncan? so I started so boldly. He's dead. It. I know. <laughs> Can't catch this dead movie. People. Uh, I guess. But do you agree with that kind of character being that person telling the story, I guess? For which one? For Bank Heist. Uh, sure. So he's kind of like an older Bronx, New York kind of guy. Talks like uh, that. He's from the 1920s. Oh. Can these people, can these characters be from different times? Or does it all from the same no, time? No, yeah, I think they can be from different times and stuff. Okay. Like the belly of the whale is timeless. All right. Ooh, that's cool. All right, so Philomar is a cartoon voice. Uh, honestly, I was thinking you'd just be the voice of the whale if the whale talks at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, sports athlete is so specific. It's got to be... He's got to play... I'm not seeing coming-of-age time travel for him in terms of telling the story. Not that he has to tell the story, I guess. Coming-of-age time travel to another time movie. Don't think about the the love stuff. Just try and make a story with it. About coming of age, time travel. Gotcha. The reason why I wanted to do um, the person from the future coming back to the past is uh, I thought it could be interesting if it was... Um, well, first of all, it kind of makes more sense that like uh, the person from the future has like the technology to go back in time, I guess. I mean, that, that really doesn't matter. Those are just... The, the, minutia i guess of it i guess the way i wanted to take it if the guy from the future came back to the past is that the unrequited love is like he's going back to the past to reminisce but what he ends up creating is the his past self 
falling out of love for him or like the the future person tries to mentor his past self you know what i mean he like approaches him and tries to give him some tips about certain like things in his life like the person from the future is rich he's well off he's kind of self-centered like the person to me going through the coming of age is the person who travels back in time to talk to his past self okay you know what i mean um so he he's well off in the future like this business type person and he travels back in time to just to see his like old life and he ends up like ruining part of it or like his timeline i guess by by uh interfering with his younger self and like something happens between him and his younger self where his younger self doesn't love him or i guess yeah i'm trying to make it like an ego thing rather than like a rom so wait the love is between himself yeah yeah i i yeah that's what i was trying to like make work maybe he travels back in time to like to get his past self over this girl who doesn't love him and uh that messes something up that causes him to his his future timeline to be altered in a way that like just screws up his future i guess Mm -hmm. but there's got to be a reason I well, other than him being, I don't know. So, what if the future self goes back in time to talk to the past self about a past love, like get, like trying to get him over it, like trying to like be like, hey, you turn out to be me someday. Like I'm, I'm rich, I'm successful. <clears throat> the only reason why this person from the future is coming back in time to tell um, his past self is just to get him through it, I guess. Just to like tell him it's it's okay, like just because he's he thinks he can do something like this. I don't know something stupid like this, and it ends up alternating his timeline. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering now if like you could just make the past self the guy who has the coming of age, then at that age, I don't know. He at the beginning is early thirties, like thirty. Let's say that, okay. Um, he has just gotten through. Like he's hit rock bottom with this relationship with the girl that he's had, or non relationship, um, non relationship, pretty much, um, with this girl, and he's at this really low point. He finds out a way to go back in time. That we'll figure out in a second. He goes back in time to his past self at age twenty six, where like this relationship with this girl, this neighbor, started. He goes back in time four years. Yeah. Okay. It's another time. It's time travel. Okay. Like why not? Okay, like, no, it's fine. He gets, he gets time travel and... It's just such an insignificant amount of time. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he uses it for nothing. He uses it for this really weird, selfish purpose of just, like, not going through a relationship. He gets t- to this point in time, he convinces his past self not to go through with this. Like, he's shown him enough. Because, all right, the way I'm looking at it is, like, he succeeds in telling his past self to not go through this relationship, so he doesn't go through the relationship, he doesn't go through the shit, he assumes that he'll return to a better future, he comes back to the better future, it's a shitty, shittier future, and he doesn't know what what the hell happened, his future self comes back to tell him, Can he just come back inside the the belly of the whale? Huh? Can he just come back being inside the belly of the whale? So, like, his alternate future is just he ended up in this belly of a whale instead. Yeah, that actually actually should be it. And he doesn't know why he's in the belly of a whale. Yeah, that that works. And then, like, I guess just through exposition, he just kind of comes to, like, comes of age in terms... The basic, like, coming of age, like, moral of the story, like, what I'm trying to do with it is, like, saying, like, um, you have to 
go through the shit to get to the like good parts you know or like it's not like you can just cut out the shit is what i'm trying to say i guess mm-hmm. you know you can't cut out these shit relationships like there's a reason why you go th- through these shit relationships mm-hmm. you know that's what i was trying just trying to do with that. i think that works with him ending up in the belly of a whale too cool i mean that's perfect actually um so him at a low point um he goes back in time convinces not to go through with the re- relationship he travels back to what he thinks will be his present day apartment or whatever um having had his object or whatever he it cuts to him into the belly of the whale with whatever object he has but now he's in an obvious shittier situation yeah so he's come he's come to the conclusion like without even having a future self coming to tell him that he created this shittier timeline for himself by not going through the bullshit yeah cool yeah you thought he could cheat time but really okay cool no that's that's actually awesome i love that okay wow all right let's work on the other one i wish we could time travel and tell ourselves it was all worth it trying to <laughs> i don't know if it was worth it i think it was worth it i think it's kind of um, cool i like it yeah okay. it's charming so we got what an age 30 guy yeah who do you want to be uh we can come back to that because like once we have like all of the like uh people telling the stories um and main characters of these short stories um we can then figure out who what what uh pieces want to fit in each place okay cool all right moving on to the next one bank heist of toxic love so it's just two people that just should not be together yeah who is the person telling the story in the belly of the whale another guy or the or the bonnie in the relationship or a girl it could be the girl okay yeah cool have it be the girl so it's a girl and the guy um they're bank robbers um is that how we start out with them just doing a bank heist to yeah. start out with that yeah all right we start out with together. a girl and a guy doing a bank heist um maybe show them separated at first and then they get together and then they have to leave Ooh, okay so we don't start out with a bank heist we start out with them the bank heist should be like the climax of this little story i think okay it's like the craziest thing they do it's the most like action oriented it's also the height of like their love like they're making out while they're robbing the bank and stuff Mm -hmm. and then ultimately one person decides that they can't be together or it gets decided for them that they can't be together i think it's yeah i think one of them gets arrested maybe somehow Mm -hmm. or uh one kills the others like friend or something something Mm -hmm. where like indirectly people that this person loves gets hurt because of this other love they have Mm -hmm. okay i see that so they start out separate so what are they before their bank heisters she's like a fucking teacher something okay just like the most wholesome shit right he could be like a fucking i don't know gardener okay so they you're thinking like they're just not even bad people. people they're normal people and they get they somehow hit rock bottom separately, come together to decide they need to rob a bank together, and then rob the bank, and then figure out they're not good for each other at all. Sure, yeah. Cool. He's, she's a teacher, and then he's a gardener at the school that she teaches at. Yeah, okay. And she has a love for her students. Right. In my yeah. head, it's like a just lower lower income public school where the 
other teach or the students are just shitty to her like like no one cares like she tries her best she gives it her all and maybe that's how we open up her story is she's giving this very strong heartfelt um monologue about uh some some uh novel that they're talking about in school she's teaching shakespeare's uh romantic poems sure yeah something like that and no and it just ends with like someone making a fart noise or like something stupid and everyone just laughs and or something even worse to just like help show that like she's in a horrible teaching situation and there's only one student that cares okay and um so maybe maybe this like bullshit life of like she wanted to be a teacher but then teaching ended up not being like all that it was cut out to be i guess like uh this isn't what I signed up for, I guess, like something like that. And, uh, and the love of this, like one student isn't enough to keep her straight and teaching. So she turns to robbing a bank with this gardener. How does that happen? Just have them get together. It's a montage. It's happy. It's, it starts happy. And then slowly you see them doing worse things like drugs mm-hmm. and stuff. And it degrades into like a depressing thing. Okay. So he's a gardener at her school. They, uh, maybe they smoke a cigarette together behind the school that, yeah. that like that's how they first meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be former addicts too. They talk about that maybe the first time they meet. Okay. That's why they're both smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Something addicts do. True. Maybe that's how they got set up at how she got set up there, I guess. Like she maybe she used to work at a like very prestige school or something like that. And she's like from Ooh, and she was like a housewife at one point and like uh got addicted to pills like as, yeah. as housewives do you know and the gardener yeah maybe that's that's like they have a conversation about that and then they end up seeing each other at aa again or not aa but na or something like that um something something triggers it i don't know what and they just go down this rabbit hole of doing drugs and just being shit people not caring about things together yeah they plan to rob a bank they rob some bank they're just high out of their minds and driving away and then is that where she hits her favorite student yeah sure. and, and then um how do we end them i guess and how do we get her to the belly of the whale or in the ocean well it has to be that she hits the kid he wants he say like he's driving he wants to keep going mm-hmm. she doesn't she like wants to see if the kid's okay mm-hmm. so then she has to, she jumps out of the car that they're mm-hmm. in to go see the kid thus yeah. getting her arrested he gets away mm-hmm. uh that's how they get separated and eventually she just ends up in the belly of a whale we don't really have to go into it why right yeah okay i she gets arrested i'm assuming because she's I, goes maybe to she look jailbreaks um by swimming out of whatever island prison it is and then it it just that's the end of her story because then she ends up in the belly of a whale yeah okay yeah cool awesome cool so the last one uh on to our third and final story in our anthology film um found footage film and frankenstein's monster are the two story flavors we have to use in this so what kind of monster then do we want to do do we want to go outright for a frankenstein's monster where he reanimates like dead um body parts and stuff spoiler alerts if you haven't read uh frankenstein by mary shelley it's a monster that looks like a a child a child monster yeah like some sort of gator boy it could it just has to look a candy boy like a young boy it could be a candy boy it could be a boy made of candy 
Oh God! So it's unnatural because it's like a little boy. It's a but little boy, it's and it's like, not even a human. It's not a human, so yeah. it's not of age. It's of uh, it's of conscious thought. Yeah, it's programmed to love, anyways. I don't know. So just make it fucked up. Yeah, it's just fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's as a- forbidden as could be. <laughs> a, yeah. A, a man and his boy. Yeah, and maybe the joke is like this guy tells his story like his he tells his last. Let's say. Because his is like the best for last. Because it's Cause just like, fucking weird. Because he he is acts like oh I have the noblest love here. I have the truest love of all he's here. He's just crazy. And his story is just fucking insane. Yeah, he just loves this little candy boy he made. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Okay. And that and that the moral of that one is that some people should not love anybody. Yeah. Some people, some people deserve don't to be need alone. to love. Yeah. <laughs> some people shouldn't love. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> that's how the movie ends with his story yeah his story and they're all just like looking at each other over the fire like what the fuck and then just that's the end of the movie uh all right so he what does he make he makes a candy boy yeah or does he just call him candy boy or is he literally made of candy i think it's a boy made of candy that he loves to fuck it could be parts of, it could be candy parts like old body parts it could be whatever like mm-hmm. a mixture mm-hmm. something horrific mm-hmm. but sweet childlike innocent yeah yeah conscious pure, and cognitive pure and dirty oh god is it a robot made of candy like does he build a <laughs> robot made of candy i need i think it needs like, to be tissue it needs to be human like it organic to, yeah it needs to be organic <sighs> i think that makes it creepy sure. so you wanted to be an organic boy made of candy yes why does it turn into a boy it's not because he mixes a boy with the candy, right? It just it identifies as a boy. That'd be too fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the first thing it saw was a boy, and it chose the form of a well, boy. He gave it a large uh, genitalia that could only be considered a phallic nature. What? Yeah, he gave it a human thing. He gave the candy boy a huge dick? Yeah. It's what he wanted. <laughs> That's horrible sean that idea it's real of a boy made of candy walking around hanging major dong is so horrifying to me yeah uh all right whatever (laughs) i like the idea of a mad scientist who is closed in his like little apartment there is an innocent little boy next door who wants to befriend him yes who tries to like reach out to him like maybe this is like a weird up relationship where it's like an older man um by himself and he makes this candy sentient candy being that sees the boy for the first time and chooses the boy's form okay and that's why it's a candy boy or maybe he eats the boy and then he becomes part of the boy Holy the shit. boy becomes part of him which part of it like it being forbidden comes out what do you mean it's forbidden because He's I'm saying, who is the outside observer to say this is forbidden? Oh. You guys cannot do this. And then, how did they get split up? How does how is there a loss of love? The forbidden, the the person who's saying that this is forbidden is God Himself, played by Phil Lamar. You want Our God to step in? Yes. Our God, this is a love so forbidden and impure and ungodly. And say, God has to stop. What it. is this? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> he has to smite the scientists. Mm. And he smites him, and he throws him in the belly of a whale. That's oh, how he shit. gets there. 
And then that makes everyone kind of realize, like, wait, am I that? Also smited by God. Up? Yeah. <laughs> they all got smited by God eventually. Holy shit. I okay. mean, it's cool because, like, I'm just imagining this, like, mad scientist telling this story and, like, no one believing him, but it not mattering because, like, you've seen the whole story play out. So you just kind of accept it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're watching, like, when I'm watching this movie in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, like, this story just kind of, like, unfurls out. And it's fucked up and doesn't make any sense, but it's still just, it fits within the theme of, like, the love stuff. I don't know. All right. You just want to make God smite him? Yeah. And that's how it ends? Yeah. Can we have at least, like, someone coming, busting through the door and failing to stop them, and then God stops them? Okay. Because yeah. I feel like, God, like, like it, the relationship just goes so well, and then all of a sudden God just comes out of nowhere. We can have, like, his, his old uh, black lady neighbor, because they gotta be black, everyone's uh-huh. gonna be black. Black uh-huh. lady yeah, neighbor comes and uh, sees it happening, what he's doing with the, the young boy. Okay. And then she goes to the church and prays to God to help. And yeah. then God has to come help. And God actually comes. Because he hears about how fucked up it is. <laughs> like, he's like, I've never done this before. It's even, like, expressed, like, in a weird, like, uh, like long hallway office scene where, like, everyone's just, like, like typing away on computers. It's just, like, a metaphor for, like, prayers or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one person just goes... Because <laughs> like him, like, running down the hallway to, like, the big boss, God, or whatever, and goes... You have to answer this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like it. I think it'd be cool. Funny. Yeah, I love it. Philomar as God. Yeah. So is it an animated CGI God then? I don't think you ever see him. I think it's just like clouds and lightning. Oh, clouds and lightning? Yeah. Okay, cool. I like With that. With the voice. Okay, cool. No, I like that. I guess we can set and stun that then, right? Yeah. Philomar as God. <laughs> as voice of God. It's set, set in stone. stone. All right, so let's recap our stories really quick. So this is uh, a rom-com set in the belly of a whale. The belly of the whale is like our framing device. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young girl. Should we set up the framing device of yeah, the yeah. little girl? Or little girl. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It opens with a young girl out on the ocean mm-hmm. uh, on a boat. She gets swallowed by this whale. I think it's like a sailboat, and she's fleeing love, like fleeing a wedding. Like she's afraid. Okay, yeah. And uh, she's in a wedding gown in a sailboat or like a big like sail sail ship. I don't know what is it. What do you call a sail ship? Am I right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Skinner. Skinner. <coughs> I don't know boats. No, I like that. But yeah, she runs away from love, and then all these people are like, "Oh, why would you do that?" And she like you see her end up in the belly of a whale. Like the belly, the whale, the belly of the whale shoots up out of the ocean. No. What if it's just a belly of a whale? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a whale eats her (laughs) she's in this broken ship and she's meeting she she's in uh the shipwreck in this belly of the whale she gets out of it she's like looking around she sees like the skeletons and carcasses of other things that have been eaten and other things from other times like she sees cars in there things like of the future and past because the belly of the whale is timeless yeah she gets to this like campsite and like fireplace she hears like people laughing and talking in the right, distance. Right. And she sees like a glow coming. Yeah. In the shadows of, the of them. Yeah. And uh, so she runs into these three different characters um, sitting around the campfire. Um, she, they, they ask her who she is. Um, she asks like, where are we? What's going on? They's like, we're in the belly of a whale. I don't know. Like, uh, whatever. And they go around introducing themselves. All right. Who are the three storytellers now? 
This is what we have to figure out. So the first one is the guy. The guy from the right, time travel story. The time travel story. I think that should that be one? the first one. Okay, cool. I'm thinking uh, age 30, like like even like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt type. Yeah, yeah. They, like this, this big tech company bought his algorithm or formula for something and he's living large off of this like money he has. And he also has yeah. like access to the facilities because they need him as a console or something. So I guess this is basically if Mark Zuckerberg could go back in time to that dinner he had with that girl yeah pretty much pretty much exactly that yeah this is a biopic yeah but uh, i mean that help us with like casting yeah someone like that i think maybe just an average person i guess right i'm thinking i was thinking donald glover glover first oh, no yeah oh I you like want to do that i like that I, I just like feel like it, i need to go older but i mean if you're down with donald glover let's just go with donald glover i like that yeah that i think that fits cool that's even pretty funny actually like, yeah, that like him would be really funny. Who's the girl he's trying to uh, love that doesn't love him, and she has to be black? Yes, everyone in this movie is black. That's right. This is a chocolate story chocolate flavor. Story flavor. <laughs> yes. Um. That maybe that girl from Creed. Do we have to clarify that that there is a vanilla story flavor that is all white? I don't, is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Is it racist that we have that? No. This happens all the time with movies. That's true, that's true. This is something very real that we have to You're making about. Soul Plane? It has to be all black people now and Tom Arnold. That happened. And Tom Arnold. It used to be all white people. Remember uh, Tom Mac. Arnold and, uh, and DMX and uh, Cradle to the Grip? Yeah, they were uh, buddy cops. That's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic film. Uh, what were we talking about? Donald Glover being the um, unrequited oh, love story. Of- I'd say her love and his love interest could be. Um, I mean, it's kind of a no. You know oh, that that's what we're trying to figure. Out. Yeah. Who's the girl gonna be? Older. She's gonna be in a couple Younger? scenes at least, right? Yeah, definitely. Like very brief. What about the girl from Creed? Uh, Tessa Thompson. Oh yeah. She'd be good. She'd be fantastic. Yeah. I just Why don't not? want that to be like a disservice to her if oh, she's yeah. like in so little scenes. Because like, oh, she's a true. really good actress. True. It's like we don't need yeah, like, like a, a big name. name. It could be just a no-name person. Who's like a no-name black lady? <laughs> oh, boy. Who's a no-name black lady? Have you been this in is... the ghetto lately? <laughs> Jesus So <Christ>. many. <laughs> Why does everything sound so vicious? It is vicious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Donald Glover is playing the first storyteller. Yeah. And he tells a coming-of-age story where he is a successful, um, uh, like, code Smart engineer. man. Yeah, code engineer. and Programmer. He, he sells, yeah, programmer. There you go. Code engineers. <laughs> engineer um, is also a term. True that. You got my back, Sean. He sells his code or algorithm for a big tech company that uses it for time travel. He has access to the facilities. He uses it selfishly to go back in time to prevent this unrequited yeah Yeah. this horrible unrequited love relationship with tessa thompson um he goes back in time to convince his past self uh that he shouldn't even go through with it the past self is um reluctant at first he he's like no i i can he i can figure it out it kind of shows like how selfish like they are like both of them um playing off of each other 
and he says, no, I can get it to work. And Donald Glover shows, tells him a story, which is, I guess, another framed story montage of this four year span of just shit relationship with this girl who maybe lives down the hall, whatever. I don't know how they know each other. It's all we know is that Tessa Thompson is just using Donald Glover the entire time. Yeah. Um, he probably proposes to her and then she ends up running off with the ring and uses it just to like to pawn it off and make money off of it. Mm -hmm. And that's like where we have him at age 30. He, he thinks he's, he, no, he succeeds in convincing his 26 year old Donald Glover, um, to never get involved, to never get involved at all. And so the 30 year old Donald Glover thinks he's going to return back to his timeline or at least a better timeline situation of, like him being at in life, and he ends up in the belly of the whale where we have him now. Yeah. So around this fire, uh, what is Donald Glover's name? Jared Quimby. That's the name of this uh, nerdy time traveling coming of age. Yeah. So he comes of age in the process of learning that um, um, he ended up in a much shittier situation in the belly of the whale. He has the ring with him when he travels, like when he tries to travel back to the present day. Um, he has the ring with him in the belly of the whale and realizes, like, uh, you have to go through the shit relationships to realize the good relationships. That is the coming of age moral of the story that he comes out with. By the way, this is an anthology film. I don't know if we've said that already. Um, it's just the best way to make all of this mishmash of themes and story flavors work the second story we have is the bank heist toxic yep. love story mm-hmm. uh so we have a black female yeah uh, who is she what's her name what does she work what does she wear she's a teacher mm-hmm. works at a bad school in the in the projects i guess oh yeah that's right yeah Oh, this is the... <laughs> I, forgot I forgot where we, we started. This. Yeah, right. I thought we were rewriting... Uh, Jesus, I forgot yeah. about this. Um, so everyone in the class is just, like, causing a ruckus, and they're just mocking her, and maybe it even ends with, like, someone just calling her uh, a, a cunt or something, like, something strong, like, right off the bat. Yeah. And then the bell rings, everyone leaves, and then the only girl that appreciates her um, comes to her after class and says, hey... Mrs. Ooh, let's the let, let's keep her Mrs. By the way, she's not with Mrs. her husband anymore. Yes. But the, like the divorce, she kept the name. She kept the final. name. She kept the name. You want to say she kept keep and the Mrs. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's the Mrs. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, are you just saying she kept the Mrs. but kept her original last name? No, I was gonna say she's still Mrs. Whatever his last name is, mm-hmm. because they're still technically married. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's recent that they've Ooh, separated. She, they're separated. Yeah. The, okay. The divorce isn't final yet. They're figuring out legal stuff. Yeah, that's also added stress. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah, that adds to it. Yeah. But her name is Mrs. What, and this is her new name, like her husband's name. Yeah. Mrs. It's not her. This is in my name. I don't know why. <laughs> this is in my name. What could it be? Uh, fine bomb. Fine bomb. More like fine ass. Okay. <laughs> That's what one of the students said. Yeah, okay. Or like fine butt or something. Fine bomb. Stupid. It has to be something like that if it's a Jewish dude. Yeah, That's, yeah okay. She taught fine. private school in like New York. Like fine bomb. I, what's a rich place in New York? The Hamptons? Is that yeah, real? Yeah, that, that's a rich area. 
That's a I real thing. I just threw that down. I just name dropped uh, something I have no, you could say I like, no uh, clue about. Upper East Side. There's a lot of Jewy, rich people there. Sure. That's where she used to teach, and she just got addicted to pills, right? And then she's gone from that. They're separated. All right. Her name is Mrs. Feinbaum. So Mrs. Feinbaum. We'll do the scene. Um, hey, Mrs. Feinbaum. <laughs> More like Feinbaum. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Mrs. Okay. Feinbaum. And um, she's smoking a cigarette on the stairs, and then this is where she meets the gardener. gardener. Yeah. He has to be a gardener. Okay. I know. We were thinking maybe. Yeah. Maybe a janitor. No, I. this is why it has to be a gardener. Okay. Because it's just him clipping the hedges, dude. It's so perfect. He's tall. He's perfect. And this is where we figure and out who our is sports he? athlete. Who is he? I'm thinking LeBron James. Yes! That is what I was thinking. 100%. That is what I was as thinking. As soon as you said... As soon as Sean, as soon as you looked into my eyes and you said, "Lee, would you want to do a sports athlete for the love interest of the girl?" and I said, "Like in my head, yeah. absolutely, it's got to be LeBron James." Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Cool. Oh man. Um. So he gets to be like douchey LeBron at the end. Exactly. They it's get so to be good. drug LeBron. Yeah. It's perfect. Yep. All right. Yeah. So LeBron James. Set, set in stone. stone all right that was a perfect one because that's a perfect casting decision yeah that one's like, that's like the john boyega yeah it wins the john boyega or <laughs> lbj uh but who's the female here yeah yeah we have to figure that out too her name is mrs Feinbaum. i'm thinking of like uh carrie washington <laughs> okay yeah that works i like that i uh, uh what she what else is she in she's in scandal she's the blind lady in fantastic four is she really she loves ben Grimm because she is can't it... see him <laughs> ain't love ain't love grand yeah <laughs> that that line is used somewhere in the movie yeah by the way Top it's clobbering time <laughs> that that line is also in the movie ain't love grand he says it like that um so you want to do Kerry Washington? Yeah, that's She's, good. Her and LeBron James would be perfect, no, especially yeah. as bank robbers. That's perfect. Drug-addled bank robbers. Yeah. That's sick. Kerry Washington. Yeah. It said stone. stone. She's Mrs. Feinbaum. <laughs> Hell yeah, she is. Kerry K-E-R-R-Y. Yeah. So Kerry Washington and LeBron James, um, bank robbers. First they see each other at school. They both agree that life is shit, and they. They kind of share a chemistry and connection, like at this moment at the school. They meet at NA. Um, they figure out a little bit more about each other, and like the stories. Like LeBron James goes up and says, "Hey, how's it going? I'm. I don't know what this guy's name is. What, what's LeBron's, LeBron's name? name? Yeah. Uh, fuck. No, his name is Michael Jordan. No, <laughs> <laughs> he plays Michael Jordan. <laughs> his name is Michael. Jordan. Sean, are you telling me that LeBron James has to play Michael Jordan in this movie? Yeah. No, that's just his name. He's playing Michael Jordan in this movie? <laughs> I guess, technically. I guess, technically. <laughs> Dreams do come true. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, it's set in stone with me. I love it. She just calls him Jordan, though. Everyone calls him Jordan. Everyone calls me Mike... <laughs> that was so sincere. Yeah. 
Um, Michael oh, Jordan. I was gonna say something. He gets up. Oh, what I were forgot. Say? I'm trying to remember now. Is it a line? What were we talking about? We were talking about the a- NA meeting. Oh, he's a gardener. Mm-hmm. But he's also, you know, he's a gardener. So he grows lots of things more than more than just the regular kind of trees. Oh shit! You know what I mean? What does he grow? He grows out ganja, baby. Oh yeah, he grows ganja. He's a gardener, but he also grows poppy. Oh, okay, okay. I was uh, wondering if you're gonna get to yeah, that. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. All right, cool. that's in the back room. That's where they, yeah, they go back to his apartment, and yeah. she shows him, or he shows her the weed stuff. The weed stuff. Yeah, and uh, she's like, whatever, it's just weed, like no big deal it's not going to trigger any like old habits i used to have or whatever then how do they figure out about the poppy uh how do they get the party poppy i think he just he just like gives it to her one day and she doesn't know what it is he's never seen lebron james does it yeah he's evil he's kind of he's but he he thinks that she's he's like oh you're gonna love this he's doing it because she he knows she'll enjoy it even though it'll be terrible for her in the long run what if he sells at the NA meetings? Yeah, that could be a thing too. Yeah, I mean he's growing. Like he's to I'm, sell I'm, it. Yeah, I'm not actually trying to get sober. I'm trying to like push it back out. Yeah. Oh, but they have to have like money issues, so I guess that doesn't work. Um. So we don't we don't need to do that. It could just be they get, they got too high in their own supply. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! And then they don't have anything to sell anymore. Or they get run- Yes, we were saying that uh, Chris Tucker is LeBron James' roommate. Or LeBron James is staying with him. He's mooching off of him. Yeah, definitely has to be. Chris Tucker would be too perfect in this role. Yeah. And so uh, eventually Chris Tucker gets just like fed up with LeBron's antics and like, you know, being used by him. He gets jealous. Also jealous of Kerry Washington. They've all been using like heroin a lot at this point. Like they've been using their own supply. Yeah. That is not... Like, it's been kind of, like, maybe jokingly, like, oh, we did it all or something like that, but, or, like, you think they're going to do it all, but it's really ends up being, like, Chris Tucker just getting fed up one day where, like, LeBron James and Kerry Washington need the money because they got an advance, maybe. Yeah, they, have, they owe money to somebody else. They, they owe money to someone else. That's, yeah. like, the bottom line, and they're trying to get back to, like, get to the heroin, but Chris Tucker is so fed up, he washes all of it down, like, the bathtub drain or, or something. something, yeah. Something dumb. He destroys it. Yeah. He does something stupid. He just ruins their supply. Yeah. He's he's made this. <laughs> and LeBron James murders him. LeBron James murders Chris Tucker with his bare hands. Imagine, oh man. He just lifts him up with one arm LeBron and throws James him across so the room. Strong. Yeah. Jesus Christ. How tall is Chris Tucker? I I'm obsessed with height. I don't know. How tall you know, I'm is. so short, but like, like I'm obs- obsessed with like how giant like LeBron James is. Yeah. Jesus. So, anyways, they get to this extreme low point where they have to rob a bank. Yeah, and that's our bank heist. And then that's where they go and do a bank heist. Yeah. Um, Carrie, is Carrie Washington like reluctant? Like a lot of this time, or just kind of like going with the flow? What is her mood? I, I would say she slowly becomes like. She slowly becomes something she wants. She lets to her be. bitter side come out more. Right. Okay. Her, yeah. her, like, uh, like, fuck the world, like, yeah, I've been dealt like a shit hand, or like, why, like, why me? Yeah, something selfish. I don't know, something yeah. like that. Um, so like maybe she knows, like, she's reluctant, and she knows like this will be bad for her, but she she knows she wants it. Mm-hmm. 
she wants to just live this life, I guess. And then they go on this bank heist. Yeah. Uh, guns ablazing. How do they do this? Do they do this sneakily, um, or do they do this like? I think they do it the fast down. and quick. Okay. And it's violent. Is it like a local bank? It's. I think it's a local bank in like a suburb, more rural kind of area. Like a credit union. Yeah, it could be something like that. Where it's like separated from uh, like a lot of other buildings just by itself. Okay. Uh, they pull up onto it, I think, right? Yeah, they're like uh, fast they're and strong. They're like bumping and Yeah, LeBron and James gunning. particularly is fast as fuck. He's just running and gunning. He's got a fucking shoddy. Does he even use it? He doesn't I, I, use it. No, I say when he busts in, he immediately uses it on whatever person he sees. Just to- No, no way. No way at all. Yes. <laughs> We can't have LeBron James just bust through the door and He murders. Shoot. Why does he murder so much? Because it needs to be the most like terrible, horrific thing that no, Kerry Washington's ever God been a part damn of. Damn it! Like, you just want to immediately like ring like Kerry Washington's like ears like at the beginning, like right yes. from the get go. I want them to bust in, like in her eye, like you know what I mean by the ringing yeah. in her ears, like from the shotgun blast. And she sees someone go down. She's like, "What?" The and I, you know, fuck they need to have a conversation this? in the car where she's like, "No one's gonna get hurt, right?" Oh and shit! He's like, "Of course not, baby." And oh, then they run no. in, and the first thing he does is shoot an old scared? lady. He shoots an old fucking lady in the heart, in uh, the heart with a shotgun. Are you serious? We yes. Can't do listen, this? listen. She kills her. Kills her. And the Kerry Washington's like, oh, she can't believe it. Her ears are ringing. And she's like, "What did you do?" And he goes think that was bad she just seen what i did to and then whatever chris tucker's character is and then oh, that's how shit. like she finds out about that and then she realizes oh he killed him too like, oh. like and he's high as fuck like lebron is super fucking high right now that's why he's saying all he's this crazy up. shit yeah he's fucking he fucked up yeah like, he got fucked up before this mm-hmm. and so this is and so shit is going south like he he had to kill this old lady he killed chris tucker and so oh, now no. they're, they're they're getting the money they're getting the money everyone's freaking out they got the money uh, he had to also kill the security guard who was hiding in the back. <laughs> oh, two people are dead now. He's killed two people at this point? He's <laughs> yeah. lost his cool? Yeah. He just busts in and yeah. kills two the people. The security guard actually got punched. His face got punched off. Like, that's what happened. His face got punched so off? So LeBron grabbed his, his head in one hand, and with the other, he went like this, and he decapitated him with one fist. No. That's what LeBron did that's to this too man. That's strong. That's okay? too strong. Oh, whatever. He shoots him. And so, <laughs> so they get out. They robbed the bank successfully. Successfully, uh-huh. only two fatalities. It's fine. And so, okay. <laughs> so let's make it a little more like LeBron James is just paranoid. I like it more that he's just paranoid and he just like freaks out right at and the beginning somebody and by shoots accident? someone. It's, it's an accident. Yeah, And okay. the security guard pulls a gun on him and he has to shoot him. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and like, that's, that's just it. Everyone's like freaking out and like heads down just like uh like they're there's everyone's scared and like, okay so he's not as much they throw uh, out the money like they give the money right away because yeah. they don't want any more trouble okay i still want him to confess to the chris tucker thing here i want this to be like how she finds out mm-hmm. so maybe instead of him being bragging like oh you, i should have seen what i did to chris tucker mm-hmm. it's more like ever since what happened with me and and he'll say the dude's name yeah and she's like what do you mean what happened between you guys and yeah. then that's when she pieces it together maybe Okay. And like that that starts off like him starting to like get paranoid every time uh-huh. he's high. Yeah. Cuz like he he killed like his he, friend. He murdered his friend. Yeah. He murdered his roommate. Yeah. And that's and so, like where the like voices started and he started yeah. getting paranoid. And yeah, yeah. Shit. And so he's paranoid during the bank heist and he has to kill right. some well, people. Well, she has to like know that the heroin's gone at yeah. this point. 
That's yeah. why she agrees to the bank heist. She's okay. in deep. Cause she she's in deep. Uh, she she knows she owes money, and she knows that like maybe what Michael Jordan played by LeBron James. That's the character name. Um, she what Michael Jordan tells her is that Chris Tucker's character ran off with all the heroin, when really he washed it all away. He carried Washington it all away, and. Uh, he uh, murdered him in a fit of rage, I yeah. guess. And so she finds this out. They rob the bank. They're leaving the bank. And on their way out, he's like, I promise that these are the last two people I'll ever kill. And on the way out, they end up hitting um, the little girl who is the only good student, student at the uh, high school that they taught at. Yeah. And that's the last glimpse she remembered, like, all the days she was like sober, why she did it, and stuff like that. And uh, they run over this like student, and she dies. And, uh, and LeBron won't stop. LeBron doesn't want to stop. He's like, I can't stop. Yeah, can't stop. Can't stop. Won't, won't stop. stop. <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. And Carrie's like, <laughs> I I don't know. She doesn't say something cheesy. She's just like freaked out. Yeah. She at this point, this is how we figure out this is a toxic love. Yeah, this is where she realizes like. If she was like, it was worth having one one student and being sober more than like whatever this like madness is she's like at now, and yeah. she rolls out of the car. So she jumps out of it, yeah. And and uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James slash LeBron James drives, drives off, yeah. And uh, she goes over to the body of of the student girl, and how does she end up in the belly of the whale? She gets arrested. And she goes to an island prison. She escapes. Um, and as she's swimming. Yeah, she's um, like in a makeshift cut, raft. Yeah, we just cut to uh, like her, like cut from like her looking scared out in the ocean and then just her and sitting. And then it cuts back to present day here yeah. around the fire telling the story. And the story of the belly of the whale. Yeah. yeah. And so then we go to our last The last story, story the crazy old mad scientist. Yes. This played by. Played by. Wait. Oh, you want to start off with that? Yeah. Okay. So this is an old guy. Yeah, an old black be. man. Older. Doesn't have to be old, just older. I would say Bill Cosby if he wasn't going through this terrible incarceration or whatever. R.I.P. Bill be Cosby. Absurd. I would have said Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like you two said years Bill, ago. You're saying Bill Cosby right All now. Right. It might as well be Bill Cosby. Let's do Bill Cosby then. It'll be a great way to reintroduce him to the masses. Forget all this raping women stuff. Jesus, this movie took a dark turn. He's just into kids. We started out so innocent with time travel and, and a swell lesson. And then murder. I think Bill Cosby <laughs> needs to be a pedophile in this movie. And now weird candy boy sexual fantasies. Oh yeah, the monster that uh, this scientist creates is called Candy Boy. Let's not cast him. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this, this, this story, the short story. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... So it's this. It's old, forbidden love. It's this old character, mm-hmm. um, mad scientist. Being a mad scientist, he's a chemist. He's got like PhDs all over his wall. In I don't uh, think it has to be in such a serious like. <laughs> I don't think all of these have to be set in like a real world. Uh-huh. I think this one could be even be like a silly world. Or like I mean, we bring in God. It could be medieval. We bring in God later yeah. on. So yeah, it could it be could like be... a medieval setting. Even where like it, it is like a. More like Frankenstein type era. Okay, cool. Yeah, I love it. 
That's sick. And it's just weird. Or... He's an alchemist. Yeah, sure. He discovers actual alchemy. Yeah. He turns, like, organic tissue from, like, sugar and, like, sweet stuff. Yeah. And he creates this, like, taffy-like candy. Maybe he but was But it's, a... like, it's, like, living and sentient. Maybe he, he was a kid chef before. He was, like, a kid chef who made sweets. I make sweets. I make sweets. I'm a little candy boy. He was he was the candy boy. He was the candy. Hey, there's the candy boy. What you make today, candy boy? Okay, they can't have that accent. Yeah. This is like medieval times. That's what they're saying, though. No. Hey, want... candy boy. What is that? That's just the accent they have. Hey, candy boy. Hey, candy boy. Bring your sweets over here. Yeah. <laughs> so he would give them all candy. All kinds of candy. This is a weird, weird and so, world. And so as he got older, he, he liked making stuff. So mm-hmm. he started becoming like an alchemist, mm-hmm. alchemist master. Mm-hmm. And he learned all this stuff. And then he learned. And he, he had learned, an apprentice, a budding apprentice. Yes. Yeah, so a little boy of a his little own. Little boy. Little, little neighbor boy. He was a neighbor boy who wanted to learn magic and spells. And yeah. He, he believed in all that stuff. And he liked the sweets. The sweets that a, a now old candy man could make. But they had like a an okay relationship. They didn't do anything. Not yet. I, no, I think the Met. No, okay, no. <laughs> the Met Titans didn't touch anyone. You know, like he wait, didn't do anything with Keith any David. voice. Could it be Keith David? Is Keith David in They Live? Yeah. Then yeah, that's exactly who I wanted. I just couldn't think of his name. Yeah. I, wanted, I was like. Ugh. In the sixth season of the community. Ah, he'd be so good as a crazy mad scientist who loves this candy boy. Yeah. Yes. That'd be weird. Keith David. It'd be so Can weird. Can you imagine his voice just going, Come here, candy boy. Oh my god. Hey the candy boy. Oh god. Come here, candy boy. Hell yeah. And it it rises. Mm-hmm. Oh, the candy. Okay. Candy boy. Let's let's make it clear. <laughs> he never he never Fox. goes after the, the child. Not the real boy. The apprentice. Just the candy boy. He makes this organic candy. Boy. Yeah. It, it, he, like, shocks it with, like, lightning and does this whole setup. Yeah. And, like... He, and it comes to life. It's, like, this... Um, it doesn't... It's laid out in this, like, sheet, and it doesn't move or do anything after he does it. And he's like, oh, I failed. And it just looks away. like a little puddle. And the apprentice comes and cleans the, like, uh... What are, what are some, like, strange medieval... Uh, the apothecary. The shaft. Clean the, the shaft. The apothecary. Yeah. And he's sweeping up. Sweet and um, the, uh, the sheet moves, and it, the, the thing shoots up, and it sees the boy. And, and it, it takes... <laughs> it, it comes out of the tray as a boy. And it becomes the candy boy. And it kills that boy. What? No. It needs to kill. No, it doesn't need to kill the boy. It needs to just... This is a forbidden love. I want to say it eats part of the I boy. I say it's peaceful. I say it's conscious. It's cognitive. It doesn't do anything. It's like a child. It's just there. It's beautiful and pure. And Keith David learns to love it. It's it's untouched. It's beautiful. It is brand new. Oh me, the candy man. He's the candy man. Because he was the candy boy. But now I'm the candy man. And then he made a new candy boy. A pure candy boy. A pure candy boy only deserves pure love. <laughs> that's his like reasoning. <laughs> Keith David is in the studio today. Yeah, that's like his Thanks reasoning. Thanks for stopping by. Oh my god. Candyman eating that candy boy. Why do you want to make him like the original candy boy? I don't understand that. Why? I need it to be that. Why do you need him to be like 
he was he was the OG candy boy. boy. He made the candy. What if he just like? No, he is the candy. Read a story about the candy boy, like a book about candy boy. It was a book written about him. It was a children's story. Okay. And it, it was, and he imagined himself to be the candy boy. Yeah, he's like all my life. Okay, I like I that too. To be the candy boy. The candy boy could be uh like a yeah, like a child story. But, I mean, it was an accident that the boy turned or like was the first thing that the candy thing saw. Was it an accident? Oh my god! Was it? Is yeah. that what the reveal is later yeah. on that yeah. he wanted? The boy to like be the first thing that the candy saw. That's why it's really forbidden because it was on purpose. It was meant to be a boy. <laughs> it could have been a woman. It was like it's pretty much a mold. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. This is like a doll. This he is molded like, it to whatever like, he would find most pleasurable. This is so weird. He it's uses like, magic to make a candy sentient boy. baby boy doll. Yeah, Ugh. it's his young boy. I don't think Keith David would ever agree to do this. He would. He would see the beauty in the writing. So, anyways, <laughs> the t- the uh, the uh, landlord of the apartment complex that oh. they these are not complex. What is, this isn't present times. That's right. Uh, who is the lady that calls like <laughs> the police? <laughs> or yeah, on him. Remember you were saying that earlier. Oh no! Yeah, she goes to like a church. Oh, she goes to church to pray. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this the could only, be just some be, old lady. Because this oh. is all like magic and like set up like this fantasy world. Um, the, this lady goes to church. She sees these atrocities. Yeah. Like she, she, uh, she witnessed can, the candy. She man. sees it from a higher tower or something like that. She can see like uh, the weird shit that he does. And yeah. he go or this lady goes to who is this lady? Doesn't it could just be a, like this. I don't think this person ever really even speaks. I would say unknown. Yeah, it could just be an unknown character. Cool. Sick. Um, so this unknown lady... Um, she goes to a church. Goes to a church and prays. Yeah. She just prays to God that he help, help this young boy. Help this put an end to this man, this monstrosity, this thing that should not bite. Is this the prayer that she's sending up? Yeah, yeah. And then God's yeah. like... God, who's who's Phil Lamar, our cartoon voice actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's oh, like shit. our cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Phil Lamar, as God, as God, it comes to uh, uh, Keith David, our mad scientist, mm-hmm. Doctor. What was his name? Be? Uh, oh yeah, we have to name Keith David. Mm. What's a cool like wizard name or alchemist name? So Lee, what was the name for the doctor you had in mind? I mean, let's just scroll through some uh, like medieval-sounding names for like an alchemist. Okay, how about uh, Magliza? Dibridaya? <laughs> Zvedanthar? Zvedanthar? No, Zvedanthar. What? Kyranso? Kyranso? Gonzo? Kyranso the alchemist? Gurla. Gurla? The Alchemist. Gurla. I'm Gurla, the Alchemist. Gurla. Around these parts. I'm Gurla. I'm Gurla. <laughs> I'm Gurla. I'm Gurla. <laughs> he says it weird like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, think Keith David. All right, let's try to do our Beth Ke- Keith David. <laughs> our Beth Keith David. Our Beth David. Keith David impressions. So, Gurla, is that his name? Gurla is his name, and Gurla, the Alchemist, is his ga- game. 
Yeah. Um, he makes a young candy boy. He makes a young candy boy that he has a loving relationship with. Nothing is going wrong from them, for them. They understand each other. They candy boy is other. sentient. He is conscious. He is cognitive. And he loves... Um, Dick. Gerlaw. Yeah. What? Why do you want to give him a big dick? Oh, uh, yeah. Candy boy needs to have a big dick. I don't know why. That's what Gurla wanted. Gurla wanted big dick. <laughs> why would he say that? Why would he do that? Do you, at, <laughs> at, at one point, are you saying that... Gurla like, wanted a big dick. Are you saying at one point that Gurla is on screen going to say, Gurla want big dick, and it's going to be Keith David saying that, and probably a cloak. So his name's Gurla. And he is living with his candy boy. Um, it's consensual, like the relationship. Yeah, but it can't be. It's it's. But it's just so weird. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. He's candy, yes. He's not human, but he's still a boy and he's a child. Yeah. But. He looks like a boy to me. Keith David can't help himself. Yeah. As I hate to say it. He can't, he can't keep his hands to himself. It's so sad saying this story. It's so sad. All these stories are sadly. LeBron James this is a terrible man. This one's the worst, though. I think. Yeah. Because then here comes God after hearing the prayer of the, the woman, right? In the, in the church? Yeah. God comes down, and what does he do with Candy Boy? Candy Boy? Well, yeah. Candy Boy goes on. And what does he do with uh, Gerlach? All right, so when God comes to Gerla, that's the name of this chapter. When God came to Gerla. When God came to Gerla, chapter six. <laughs> chapter six. FML. FML. <laughs> this is his diary, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what we're talking about. God, played by Phil Lamar. It's just a clouds Come, and lightning. Yeah, he comes down. He comes down in the form of a lightning bolt. And cloud. And cloud. Onto the field where Candy Boy... And uh, Gerla are having a uh, romantic picnic dinner. Gerla is painting. Candy boy. Candy naked. boy. Naked. Well, he's always naked. He's, he's made of candy. It's one of the perks. He's literally just taffy. Yeah, he's a taffy boy. That's why, like, it's crazy. I he's, love he's, that laffy taffy. Exactly. He's just like this giant wad of... Just this giant wad of laffy taffy. Yeah. It's so weird. He used to be red. Now he's pink. What? What does that mean? Because like he was red before, but then mm-hmm. uh, Keith David came on him so much. Does Philomar also play the uh, Candy Boy? Yeah, who plays the Candy Boy? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Philomar could do Candy Boy too. He's, cool. He he could do like a kid voice. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Or maybe Candy Boy doesn't talk, and that's a part a creepy part of it. Like he makes squeak sounds. He just goes. Like it sounds like you know. Remember from uh, Bubble Bubble Boy or not Bubble Boy? Uh, Bubble Buddy. From Spongebob. Oh, yeah. Like the sound of like rubber sounding together. Like maybe that's the sound it makes. Because it's like mouth is like... I was going to say it sounded like uh, cicadas in his mouth. Jesus Christ. That sounds like the the plague. I mean, he's an unholy abomination. Oh, my God. That sounds... Uh, <laughs> that's why God kills him. That's why God kills him. Oh God, God, God comes to Gerla. God came to Gerla one day. And he said... 
Gerloff, you love me. This is me. a biblical tale. Yeah, Gerloff, you this love me. This is a biblical tale. You will kill your only son. This is like... Your candy boy. Yeah, it's a new biblical god. Coming down. Um, I want to point out that that's two weeks in a row that we've had a uh, vengeful god. Yeah. Or like devil god kind of like story. Christianity. We went to like Catholic story. school. Yeah. And uh, we're using this as a <laughs> medium to uh, talk about share God. our experience. Talk shit about him. It's just one long talk shit segment. Yeah. Anyways, so God God comes down onto Gerla and his only Gerla begotten son, Candy, Candy Boy. And he smites Candy Boy immediately. Instantly. Yep. Like how? Lightning bolt? Lightning bolt. Candy boy bursts into flames. Bursts into flames and he's Maltine. vaporized. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's the only. He, he can scream. Yeah. That's the only sound he ever. Uh, uh, His like, first admitted. words were screaming. And it was just the sound of <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> and then he's burning. And then that's when God picks picks up. Gerlaw. Gerlaw. And he puts him in the belly of the whale. Yep. He's like, I banish you to the one place where you can never harm another boy. Is is this the true story behind the uh, story of Jonah and the whale? Yes. So are you telling me the the lore in the Bible of yeah. Jonah and the whale is from this true story of Keith David making a candy boy in which he falls in <laughs> love with? Yep. This is an abomination from hell that spews locusts out of his mouth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it ends. Yeah, and then so that ending it, it ends. ends on him just like falling into the mouth of the whale. Like, and then I ended up here. And then like yeah. and then like, he's around everybody. And, and then everyone realizes, oh, we were all smited by God. That's why we're here. You know? God hates us. Yeah, he's everyone no, they they're like reluctant to like talk about it. They're like, wow, that was like screwed up uh you are here by like what they're so confused by the story because it's the craziest thing they've ever heard yeah and then they they all kind of like realize wait i guess we're all here because the lord (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird the lord smited us yeah so then what happens next no no then i think god appears to them god appears to them in the belly of the whale in the belly of the whale what does he say God, God calls upon them. He gets their attention. Wait. All right, so God appears in the belly of the whale, Philomar, yeah. and he, he tells his people. They're like, why are we here, God? God, why are we here? Why did you smite us? Oh, and God, God comes to them and he says, it's like when I'm on weed, I get it. <laughs> whale tales. <laughs> <laughs>